This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff. I'm so excited to have Ryan Walter with us today. And Ryan, we're talking about strategy and and goals, which I think is um, <laughs> one too often left out. We get all up in the tactics because they're maybe easier to understand. Two, uh, we think we're doing strategy, but we stop doing it or we let it filter. Or three, we do it once a year and uh, we get a bunch of energy behind it and then we forget about it two months later. So I'm just really excited about your perspective on how we can better shape and organize our infrastructure, our thoughts, our culture around strategic and uh, and kind of goal achievement mindsets and actions and behaviors rather than I don't know, continually sort of chasing our tail like we do. So welcome, welcome to to create the next and and let's talk about it. Tell me a little bit about your perspective on just overarching. What's the umbrella sort of point of view for you where strategy and goals are concerned? Yeah, well, first, Chris, thank you so much for having me on. It's a joy to join. I'm uh, really excited to talk about this topic. It's something I'm passionate about. I might actually add a fourth bullet to your your numbered list, and that is some people often think they're doing strategy, and it turns out it's really just tactics on steroids, and it right. might not exactly be <laughs> may not exactly be strategy. Um, you know, for me, this is an area of importance because I often look at this as something we put off. We put off because there's always a fire in front of us. We put off because there's always something more important that needs to be done. And as a result, it's like planning a menu where all you do is jump in the kitchen, look at what recipe, what ingredients you have without a recipe and just start cooking. You haven't thought about what's the intent, who's coming, what are you hoping they do? And to me, you know, doing that with a business, you don't exactly end up where you want to be. You sort of end up with wherever that collection of independent tactical decisions lead you. You know, what a great analogy. Why is this? Because none of us set out to be so disorganized. None of us set out to, you know what we should do with our business? What? We should just make it up as we go along. Oh, that's a great idea. Yet we, this is continually a discussion conversation. There's entire industries built around how to help a, an organization figure out strategy. Why is this such a problem and what do we do about it? Like, like, like what are, what are some steps that I should just start to think about? Like do this thing first and then let's work it from there. Well, I think to start with, it's a problem usually because it's not the thing you're, I hate to say it, good at, or you actually got in about. You probably got in because of the capability, a talent, a passion you had for something um, that may not include strategic planning. And as a result, you know, our day-to-day can take over. And I mentioned it earlier, the emergencies can come in. And so it's easy to sort of push off. We have the same issue with our health, right? Um, if I go work out, do better, I'm not getting bigger muscles tomorrow. This is all about a long-term goal of being healthier, living better, better quality of life. But there's no immediate choice. But I have to make that investment in that choice. I think it's a lot of the same thing here. And when I start thinking about then, well, what does that mean? Like, where are we maybe coming up shorter? What should we be doing? I often start with keeping it simple and developing the right clarity on where you want to be. And I know that sounds so, you know, basic to many, but I'd ask someone, where, where do you want to be in five years? You know, what, what does good look like? 
What does this mean to you? And I think that is so important because from that, we set our North Star, right? And from that, you can begin building on what I think is the second piece, which often isn't there, and that's alignment. And alignment is making sure we're all on the same page. You know, we can use the analogy, we're rowing in the same direction, we're all in the same place, because normally in our businesses, it's not just us. There's other people we're working with. You know, um, I had the absolute pleasure of working with an organization and came in and was speaking to their CEO, who was just frustrated, had this great idea and these concepts about digital this or whatever it might be, and and spoke with them. And then asked, can I speak with your nine direct reports? And in that conversation, probably a total of eight hours between those nine people, I got nine different interpretations of what success meant. And to each of them, it seemed reasonable, right? But what didn't happen was that enough clarity around what you were trying to achieve and what success looks like. And then an agreement as to, well, how are we going to go about doing this? And what does good mean? And what does it mean when we have a natural potential clash between some divisions or other groups, all of whom look at this differently? What's the bigger picture goal, right? And I think that's where we need to take that step back and make sure we're investing the time. As we mentioned earlier, often we're not. You know, you mentioned the once a year exercise. And then, as I love to say, those strategies collect dust on a shelf and nothing ever happens because we don't view it as part of the lifeblood of what we do. Strategy is just like doing your books. It should be happening all the time. It's something you're thinking about. It's something you're looking at. It's a living, breathing um, set of activities that change in response to your environment as well. And I think that's part of the mindset for folks that it's not this, okay, it's like my taxes. Once a year, I do my taxes and I'm done with my taxes. And I don't have to do that anymore. I do my strategy and I'm done with my strategy. No, it's it truly is what is setting your course. And if you think about the North Star analogy we used earlier, you know, if you're sailing somewhere with a goal and the winds start blowing you off course or the waves get rough, you don't just sort of sit and let it take you to where you go. You start thinking about, well, I still want to get there. So now what do I need to do? How do I adjust? What does that mean? Well, you're you're considering the strategy. You're considering the strategy of your end goal of where you want to be. And how do you respond to that? And I think that's why it's so critical. And that's why I almost always start there because I see so many falling short in what I consider sort of those starting points. Because without aligning there, everything else you try to do it's kind of built on a very shaky foundation. These are great um, illustrations that you're making. And I love every one of them that you share. I, I love more than the next. But this one about this boat kind of uh, resonates with me. Hale Fardy, who's who's a co-founder of ProCFO Partners, and I have talked a little bit about this. And what you're describing for me is connected to, um, are you just going to get in the water? And then each of you with a paddle is going to decide where you're going. And then you're going to see how it goes. Or are you going to choose your destination ahead of time and then say, here's where we're going to go. And then as you point out, if a storm hits, you don't stop going to that destination. You might just need to veer off. You might need to delay your, your path might get longer or, or your time might in the water might get longer or, or whatever, but you still know where you're going. Help me understand as a, as a business leader, what's getting in my way internally. So if, if I know Okay, if I'm committed to saying, okay, I get it. I need to be re revisiting this on the regular. This needs to be living and breathing part of my culture. 
why do I have so many different and disparate uh, points of view on this internally? How do I remedy that? And how do I help my organization overcome obstacles that are getting in the way of this becoming something that we can just internalize and make kind of part of the fabric of how we roll? Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Well, I think what you got at and what I loved is, is an important topic for me, which is starting with the end in mind, right? And knowing where you want to go and knowing what that looks like. And I think to your point, you know, I, I always think through if I'm planning a vacation out um, and I have some goals and you know, my eventual goal in three weeks, I want to be on the West Coast and I want to be uh, in the Pacific Ocean and doing whatever I'm doing. I'm not exactly a SoCal guy, but hey, why not? Let's try that. Then perhaps I need to start with that and start working backwards. Not, well, you know, I'm doing that and I'm in Pennsylvania, so I'd really like to see Ohio. So why don't I start going to Ohio and that my first week? And then, well, what's logical after Ohio? Well, the biggest ball of twine is in Indiana. I've always meant to see that. I'm two weeks in. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I find myself staring at a 2,000-mile trip to the West Coast, and maybe I'm going to get a day there, right? And it's because I, instead of kind of starting farther out, I started at the beginning. And this is the one time we really, you know, shouldn't be listening to the song, to the sound of music where they say, you know, start at the very beginning, um, which leads into, um, you know, one of the famous songs there. It's about starting with the end in mind. Now, how do we overcome maybe some of these hurdles or the roadblocks that get in the way? You know, I, I look at a couple things that I often run across with people. You know, part of it almost gets back to the health analogy I gave earlier. You have to make the commitment to your health, right? It's just about making a commitment and a discipline to doing that, right? It's you have to be committed to doing that here as well. Um, and our minds don't naturally go there. Most of us, I don't know many people who like to run marathons or go out. Some people do, but most of us have to get up and know, I need to get up and I need to eat well and I need to do the right thing so my health is taken care of. And I think that commitment is key. And that's a bit of a mental thing, right? It's the commitment with the individual. It's the commitment from the organization. And what are you doing to make sure that's there? I think that's one. I think there's a couple stumbling points that also hold people back, even those with great intentions who are committed, but then they stop. Some of that is um, they don't actually make sure everyone gets it, right? So, you know, the little example I gave earlier about the CEO and their nine direct reports. Well, let's take this down even farther. If you have 100 people in your organization, assuming the people who might be an associate or whatever, X number of layers removed, they get it and they understand what something means. That often is a very um, dangerous slope to be on. You have to remember as the owner, the CEO, whoever you may be, you're you're living and breathing this every day. You know, Many of them are coming to work, doing their job and going home. The big picture, they don't understand. Talking in big picture terms to them, they don't understand. Oh, what point. does this mean to me? What should I do? 
how do I encounter a scenario? Um, one of the things you know I've encountered previously and in, in a previous life, I was responsible for customer service in an organization and we wanted to embed a white glove service mentality. And we had a number of different teams coming from different cultures, areas, you name it. And everybody had a different interpretation of what that meant, right? You can't just say, hey, we want white glove service and this is what good looks like if we're doing it. And it took a while. We had to think about it. But finally, I figured out uh, there's no commonality here. I can't even go like parents and some cultures, they love their parents and some they don't. But you know, one place they all do, every culture, every place seemed to love their grandmother. Didn't matter. Grandmother was always that kind in almost every case person you respected, you loved, you'd go out of your way. And so we came up with, well, if your grandmother came to you for help, and maybe it was something technical or something probably not up to speed for her generation, what effort would you make to help your grandmother out? What effort would you go through? And all of a sudden it clicked. We were able to build that alignment and we're able to build that understanding of what we meant by we want to be a, a white glove service and this is what success looks like. And it's a very simple example, but I think that was so critical to get everyone on board. It wasn't even the rowing, but understanding, well, what we meant to say we're sailing to Great Britain. Well, what do you mean sailing to Great Britain? We don't understand what that means. I think that's one. I think the other thing that often is a stumbling point or almost freezes organizations is they aren't able to move forward with imperfect information. They don't like the fact, I can't predict the future. How will I know? What do I do? Um, I don't have control over everything. How do I know if this will work? And you have to tell people, nobody has perfect information. That's not a environment that exists. Now, we understand why we want it. But I'm also a firm believer that it is so much easier to be, to move and adjust while in motion than at rest. Think about riding a bike. It's a lot easier to turn your bike if you're moving than it is from a standstill. In fact, good luck staying up on two wheels if you just turn your wheel standing still. It's a lot harder. And it's the same thing with the business. Um, and that's why we're always encouraging to begin the motion, begin the process, even if you don't have all the information. Okay, figure out what you need, figure out your risks. You can scenario plan, you can think about contingencies and you can prepare, but if you sit around waiting for that perfect control, perfect situation, you'll be there forever. And you'll just sort of stare at the future and wonder, you know, well, when will I eventually be able to get there? I'll be able to, when I know this and I know that. Well, even when you know this or that, everything else will have changed and you'll still have other things you don't know. And I think that's often an area I run into so many organizations where they just, there is a lack of willingness to move forward because they just don't feel like they're either in enough control or have enough information to move forward. What a great, geez, it's it's one of those perfect is the enemy of good things, right? And I've seen that so many times and I think it becomes an excuse. I think it becomes an excuse to say, well, once we have X, Y, and Z all lined up, then we'll be ready for the hard work of or the different work of. And you may not realize that you're sort of limiting yourself on purpose because you don't want to get into it or you're afraid of it or it's intimidating or whatever, but you, you, you wait. I love this analogy of you got to get in motion, even if it's imperfect, even if it's slow, even if it's a little wobbly in order to start to do uh, the things that you need to do. I think that that's, that's a really good point. And I wonder if um, something else that really resonated with me was this idea of getting on the level of those that you want to connect to. So everybody who's listening, one is, you know, sort of get aligned and, and get a goal and work backwards from it. But it's really easy for strategists or executives 
who think high level to start communicate to start communicating in high level ways and expect those around mm-hmm. them and those underneath them to respond and for them to also be connecting in high level ways when you're absolutely right somebody four tiers down just wants to know so what am i supposed to do like i don't really i don't really need to know all the like color behind it just what do you want me to do if you can't parse this down into something that's understood by many with many different sort of criteria for success in your organization it's not going to work do you find that then it becomes very important for managers to have the same sort of uh, capability to be able to understand the big picture and then be able to sort of parse it down as necessary. Where does the high level thinking sort of transform into the tactical thinking? This is what you need to do now for us to, to sort that out. Well, I think this is one thing and, you know, every organization is different, right? right, and, right. And in certain cases, the same, but I, everywhere I've ever seen it, Everyone's involved in some way or the other at points of tactics and points of strategy, right? Um, honestly, the implementation of strategy is really the implementation of a whole bunch of targeted tactical decisions. That's mm. what it is, right? Um, honestly, if if you have a hundred person company, if they're all on board and they understand what something means, them making the right decisions in the right direction every day will overcome any great you know, idea the CEO has because they can move things with so much more power and they're involved, they're engaged, they see the problem, right? Uh, No matter the best intentions of any leader, they don't really know what's going on. It's hard to know what's going on. So how are you going to find out? Okay, we have this goal. I also think this is where kind of managers and others can come in and feedback up and feedback down. There's an insipid side to this too, which is often our words don't align with our actions. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's countless situations where you can go into an organization and, you know, we've been doing certain things and this is how we're measured and this is how we're the result. I mean, we, they, we hear about a new idea and something that's coming down and we want people to get involved and people to get engaged and to give feedback. And you see it one or two ways. The objectives don't match. You're still being measured on the old stuff. You start getting involved. You want to be a team player. And then your manager hits you across that. What are you doing? Like, you still need to deliver on this. Well, but you said you wanted that. I thought I was. So what does this mean to me? Because we're all going to then react to I'm going to do the work based on what I'm being measured, compensated, rewarded, or at least told, you know, pat it on the head and say, good job. And if that doesn't include the new stuff, and we haven't adjusted, and all it is is, oh, we just want you to add on more to what you already do, you're not going to be successful. And I think that can be a real kind of hidden, insipid side to this. The second side is almost all these situations require some form of innovation, engagement, new ideas. Well, how have you set up your environment? You know, I've seen so many people, they say, I brought up an idea, and either someone said, nah, just what are you doing? Keep your head down. Like, you got to focus on this. Why are you getting involved in something that's not your place? Or they say something and it goes and dies on the vine. Nothing ever comes to hear anything. Well, you've now created this culture. Why would I Why would I speak up and then had like a whack-a-mole on my head the second I speak up? And now you've basically killed innovation and the involvement of people to move forward. And that's where I can see like that management level really being important because they're dealing directly with those individuals. They have the ability to get the feedback, the ability to, the ability to foster that, I don't want to call it culture, but that environment that supports that, as well as engage with maybe more senior management to say, hey, look, here's what's happening. So it's such, 
it's such an important level that interacts with all groups um, and quite honestly is a bit of a touchstone because they've got their finger on the pulse of what's going on. Johnny Ive was a former designer at Apple, and he's famous for saying nothing is so fragile as an idea, and it must be treated carefully and, and preciously. Ryan, uh, Ryan Walter is is a genius from Prociopo Partners. He's our strategist uh, in command, and I can't even tell you how much I've enjoyed this conversation. I think we could talk for two hours, and so I'm excited to get you back, and we can kind of pick up part two or the next level. Thank you so much for your guidance and expertise, uh, and expertise today, and it's been a lot of fun to connect with you on this. Well, I look forward to that next opportunity to talk, and thank you so much for having me on. Thanks, Ryan. Take care. Thanks for listening, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.